0: All right, welcome to the Thompson to Clark podcast, both on iTunes and everywhere we're podcasts, you can get your podcasts, and also on YouTube. We're back. Last week, we had a little bit of a of a, uh, technological uh, error, I guess, but it was just yeah. more more so a Wi-Fi issue. Um, and I like uh, to blame it on my old computer.
1: <laughs> it's, it's definitely my old computer's fault, so yeah.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> We're back with video. We're back with audio. Uh, We're a day late. But the reason why we're a day late is because I went to a live Giants game. And so we're going to go through all the things that I saw with my own eyes. But uh, let's hit the intro video, and we'll be right back. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second
1: base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over.
0: We are back and uh, lots of stuff to talk about. It's crazy because we had a rundown and we had a couple of things that we're going to talk about and I was like, I don't think we're going to get to that. (laughs) There's so much stuff going on. It's kind of crazy. And we'll get to some actual Major League Baseball news because uh, they made uh, some rule changes today as far as foreign substances and what you can put on the baseball and suspending pitchers. Those spin rates are out of control. Yeah. And so uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I wanted to kind of quickly, and and quickly because it's already Tuesday. Usually when we do this on Monday, we can kind of look back at the week and it's still fresh on our minds. Yeah. Uh, Last week was, uh, I would say, slightly disappointing, but it's only slightly disappointing because the team is so good. And, uh, you know, they, we had the, the games, the two games with the Rangers that, dra- I don't know, the, this extra innings stuff <laughs> just kills me because I just feel like yeah. we're going to lose every time we go to extra innings. They split with the Rangers. One of them goes extra innings, of course. And then they go to uh, D.C. to play Washington. And this is like the weirdest series maybe ever when it comes to being able to split they won two. Actually, the first game was rained out. They won the next game one to zero. Uh, our, our buddy, you you have affectionately started calling him Disco.
1: Yeah, that's his nickname, and he he said in a post game interview he didn't care for it too much. He doesn't hmm. care for Disco, but he. <laughs> so I think Greg Papa asked him, "What else do we call you?" And he's like. Let's just stick with disco because I, I mean, <laughs> who, who knows what his other nicknames are at this point? But That's disco, awesome. I mean, I, so you know, everybody has probably horrible, um, you know, associations with disco music in the seventies and no everything way. else. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, like disco. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, yeah, you know, you know why <laughs> I like disco? I'll, I'll tell How's you why it? I like
0: disco. Yeah, it's because disco was the like the forefather of the DJ movement, which is sort of a you know, which is the kind of the creation of the hip hop culture from a music side. True. So you know, with disco, it kind of led into that to that era. So that that's why I like it. Not not that I'm just a giant like Donna Summers fan or anything, but <laughs> uh, you know, from a cultural standpoint, like it didn't last very long. But it it right. like it it was part of this whole subculture, so that's why I like it.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those it's one of those genres that I think everybody just you know it was syrupy, it was poppy, it brought out the worst fashion uh, in the history of the world, and so I think I see I think people hear that and hear disco and they're like I don't think so. I mean. You could just call him disco, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Deesk So, but, but, anyways, he's stuck with disco, but he's a huge Sinatra fan, which are two completely different genres, <laughs> too. Cause you've got disco and then you've got, and then you've got Frank Sinatra. But Frank Sinatra, actually, there's one song on an album that came out. I want to say it was 83 or 84. So you're telling
0: me. Yeah, Frank Sinatra's on a disco track.
1: There is a song that is very, very close to the disco genre. Mm. And it came out in 84. And it was right after he met... Uh, so Quincy Jones... Uh, uh, produced this album, uh, L.A. Is My Lady, came out in 84, and uh, Sinatra met Michael Jackson when Michael Jackson was working on Thriller, and so was Quincy Jones. So Quincy Jones is working with Sinatra and Michael Jackson at the same time. So I think this, this song kind of bled over a little bit into <laughs> that L.A. Is My Lady album. Every time I put on the record, I put on the vinyl, Denise goes... This track, did he really do that track? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he did it. It's out there. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, so affectionately, he is disco, uh, roundabout way. He is our Sinatra uh, on this ball club. So we've got that. Yeah.
0: And so after that game in which they won one to zero, I wrote, I was like, man, like we've got two aces and our ace. Pitches the next day, Down. Well, un- unfortunately for Gossman, he gave up a run because the Giants didn't score at all, and they lose two to zero. This was a seven inning ball game, and because of the the uh, the rainout uh, on Thursday, so then they had Saturday as a split doubleheader. Can you imagine paying full price tickets? to two different seven-inning games. What the heck was that?
1: Yeah, and then the second game was a Fox only game and 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 later we'll talk about Peacock only games, yeah, yeah, but but this was a Fox only game, and so the broadcasters are all ready to do this nine inning, yeah. you know, uh, seven o'clock in the evening baseball game in in uh, Washington DC, and then uh, a couple of days at, before that they go, oh no, you guys are only doing seven. Yeah. Well, they ended up getting an extra inning out of it, so it was eight innings in the nightcap. But yeah, I can't. That's a whole other thing. I mean, it, I, I still don't understand why they didn't work into this major league baseball and say after May 31st on June 1st, if there are any double headers from then on out, they are nine inning baseball games. We have 26 man rosters. Yeah. Pitchers are stretched out. Uh, they still have the rules in place where you can add another player. If you have a double header, cause you still have taxi squads. So, so that frustrates me that that is built in for the whole, entire rest of the season. And you have many ball clubs who are past the 85% vaccinated threshold. So why are we still doing seven inning double headers? That that's what I don't quite understand. That's not baseball having a runner at second base and extra innings. Uh-huh. I, I mean, <laughs> I still go back and forth on that one. Cause you know, again, we've talked about it, us yeah. old guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does make it does make sure that no game really goes past like ten innings.
1: Yeah, exactly. We and we like that, but but again, maybe start that after the eleventh inning. Mm-hmm. It gives you two innings to try to score a run legitimately, and then and then you get to throw a runner at second base or put them at first base or or whatever. But anyways,
0: yeah. So in the nightcap, the Giants did win, and this was a weird game because yeah. uh, it was. Zero, 00 through 7. And so you put the runner on second, Giants scored twice, Washington only scored once. So uh so they uh they won that game. And then on Sunday they just Johnny Cueto just got beat around and then they didn't score okay. any runs. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so so they had the the 3 and 3 week. Um uh the 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 one game that they lost in Texas and we'll talk about the sky in, in a second, but uh, Sammy Long made his debut and we yeah. had I, I forgot who was the opener in that game was it Menez?
1: that was Latell. however you say do you say it Littell or Little I think it's Littell Littell yeah, I think yeah. so Two T's, two L's, Littell. So, yeah, he started uh, first inning, and then uh, Sammy, quite long, came in, and uh, <laughs> he was the the uh, mop-up starter. I don't even know. What do you really call the guy who comes who in in the second inning and pitches like four or five innings? You, the now, mop-up they, 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 starter? It
0: used to know. be like the long man and <laughs> – yeah, long exactly. Reliever. Well,
1: Sammy Long is the long man. There, so. you
0: go. there you go. So he he went four innings, one hit, one run, seven strikeouts. So uh, it was kind of fun to watch him pitch because he's kind of like a yeah. goofy lefty on the mound, and you know we don't like just a kind of he's not like a, you know you, you watch someone like Kershaw, and Kershaw's like really tall and yeah. strong and menacing, and Sammy Long just looks like a I don't know he looks like, kind of like a. Goofy, just like a f- goofy dude, like he just seems like yeah. a goofy lefty, like the old school goofy lefty. But, uh, but that was actually a game that they lost in extra. So, um, and then we'll talk about Monday, which was yesterday, in a second, because uh, I have I have quite the observations to to discuss uh, about the game because it's it's such a different thing to watch a game live uh, via than via TV. Like baseball, I wouldn't consider baseball a terrific tv sport but it is a really great live sport depending on where you're sitting
1: yeah absolutely i got to go to a game a couple of weeks ago and that's what i was telling the kids too i said is it better to be here or watch the game on tv and they said the same thing they go oh my god we just love being here yeah, the atmosphere. yeah. i mean you can smell the barbecue uh you know you got peanut shells everywhere uh you can hear the crack of the bat nice and clear the ball hitting the the glove just everything's just fantastic about it so yeah
0: all right, so now we can talk about the player of the week. And, and, and I may have hinted, I may have given away some hints, but I'll let you break down the actual Twitter vote here.
1: Yeah, so a few let's see. I threw up there and and I didn't put and I'm kicking myself too. I didn't put disco in there and I'm not sure why. This <laughs> of of any weeks. This was the week to have four players mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't I don't know why I didn't do it. Um so we had three players. Uh we had uh I'm going to go from bottom all the way up, uh, like I like I normally do. So coming in third place in the vote, and and not often do you say this season coming in third place in the vote is Buster Posey. Um, offensively. We had a very unoffensive week, uh, but Buster Posey, uh, you know, he had a 328 woba. He had one home run. It was the game-winning home run uh, in that. Uh, which game was that again? The Friday night game in Washington. Uh, he scored two runs this week, so so nothing flashy, but nobody. Offensively was flashy this week, uh, so that's why coming in second place in the vote was Mike Talkman. Talkman had a, a really nice week. He only got twenty nine percent of the vote. Um, he had a home run. It was the grand slam. Grand slam. Yeah. yeah, that Tuesday night game. They were down. What was it? Four. Three at that point, and he hit the grand slam. And then all of a sudden, oh no, no, they were down four two, and then all of a sudden they're up six four. Uh, so Talkman with the slam. He also had the catch in the Buster Posey solo home run game and the disco complete game yeah, that was uh robbing Juan Soto over the fence. So, so that's why we put him on there because he had a you know, he had the catch and the slam that week. But coming in at number one is the great Sammy Long his major league debut the four innings one hit one walk seven strikeouts in his uh uh closer starter mop up i don't even know what to call it <laughs> <laughs> but in that role so anyway so so our player of the week this week is the great sammy long who will be pitching tonight because tonight they are using the uh opener once again oh wow
0: yeah no that's cool uh, and- you know we should we should probably like make make it a you know, two winners or whatever, because you're right. Glacia Flani had such a great at- like. I, you know, it's so funny because when we're growing up and we're watching games in the mid '80s, it felt like there was like a complete game, like every three starts, like yeah, you know, the the guys were regularly finishing games, like Fernando Valenzuela would throw like 148 pitches, like every other, you know, every other start, <laughs> but. Like I was so excited watching this guy finish the game. It was kind of like, are they going to let him go out? Yes, he's going out. Yeah. He gonna... and then and then Washington just, you know, they couldn't they couldn't do anything with him, so they made it quite easy in that ninth inning. Because I was like, ah, I'd rather see Desclafani than any other reliever <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, so uh, so good for him. And you know, we'll we'll, we'll give him the uh, we'll give him the little graphic here. There, he is, there Sammy, he is, Sammy Long. Look at he that! He is the Player of the Week for uh, this week. So, uh, in our Facebook group, we have like the updated list. Like, if you want to keep track of everyone who's won the Player of the Week, it is in our Facebook group. You can just search Thompson to Clark on Facebook. We have a page which you can also follow, but the group is kind of more fun. It's where we where we kind of get conversations going and stuff.
1: Well, and, and a side note on Sammy Long, too, uh, if you're watching the game, or you're going to watch the game tonight. By the time you're hearing us, that game will be over. But next time you get to see him, uh, he owns that piece of gum. When he goes out there with a piece of gum, <laughs> he chews the hell out of that piece of gum. So, so check that out next time he's on the mound. <laughs>
0: All right. We have a lot of stuff to get to. So might as well just get to what we're drinking really quickly yeah. uh, so, so we can move on. Um, I took your advice. And I went to uh, Trader Joe's and got. Actually, I think I think uh, Crystal went to Trader Joe's, not Trader Joe's. It, maybe it was Knob Hill and got some Dr. Zevia. Yeah, there you go. So, got this Dr. Zevia. Uh, the Kaminsky method on Netflix, which is a show that nobody under forty will even dream about watching. <laughs> you kind of have to be our age to really get why it's so good uh uh Michael Douglas and uh Kathleen Turner whose whose normal speaking voice sounds like she smoked 5000 packs of cigarettes.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh
0: and uh, and so it, it's an older show, you know. I there's a lot of people who I used to watch when I was younger, so it's kind of cool to see them still doing comedy. It's really fun. But anyways, I've mentioned this before. Kaminsky has uh, a drink and it is dr pepper diet dr pepper and jack daniels and so everyone knows what a jack and a coke is jack and dr pepper so i uh i i had the dr zevia which is dr pepper and had some jack daniels and so that's what i'm drinking and the the interesting thing is is i forgot what you told me which is it has no food coloring right so this has taken only the color (laughs) of the jack daniels (laughs) and it's kind of crazy because you know normally the no food coloring you just assume oh that's got to be sprite but this is dr zevia so it's my drink
1: yeah. That's what my, my colas and wild Turkey one one look like. Yeah. Just like that. The little tinge. And then every once in a while I get, Hey, dad is, is that apple juice? <laughs> no, it's don't drink it. <laughs> Not apple juice. <laughs> so you are uh, very familiar with this guy. Oh yeah. There it oh, is. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. All right. I finished actually, I didn't finish my first bottle. Uh, I let my dad, uh, try it out when he was here a couple weeks back and he finished my first bottle. Oh, you know? wow. he, he liked it so, so he much. Liked it. Is he, is he
0: a, yeah. uh, a whiskey drinker?
1: He is. Yeah. Uh, not as much as I am. He does have some good bottles at the house. So we would go over there. We'll break it out and stuff, but I don't think he's more of the micro brew. So if he's going to have something, he'll have a micro brew or a glass of wine. Uh, usually it's the whiskey when I'm over or somebody else is over and it's like a big party and then yeah. he'll break
0: it out. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: he's not a sipper in the evenings like I am. Um, so, yeah, so I've got my my uncle nearest and sipping on that. And what do they uh, call those
0: glasses, by the way?
1: You know, these are the Bourbon Trail glasses. Okay. Uh, I can't tip it over and show you, but I can go about that far. On the bottom, you can't see it, but it says Bourbon Trail, like Kentucky Bourbon Trail. It's got a picture of a barrel etched on it. Um, I actually got these from Amazon. That's where you can get those from.
0: Those might be the same glasses that I have, but mine seems a little thinner maybe. So
1: you probably have the Glen Cairn. That's what I have. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So those are... Scotch glasses, uh, Irish whiskey glasses. These are the bourbon glasses. So I, so I need to get the fatter ones then. You got to get the fatter ones because they have the bigger bowl, uh, bigger for an ice cube, bigger lid for the ice cube to pop go. in there. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what I got tonight. I don't, I, again, I don't know if it's going to be a one or a two night. We'll find <laughs> out how the Giants do and uh, <laughs> how I need to sleep tonight.
0: All right. So let's get into some stuff here. Um, so I wanted to mention, I wanted to go over the observations that I had from Monday's game. Giants win 5-2. It was, it was a 3-2 game for a, a big chunk of the game. And then they scored some insurance runs in the ninth inning, which is always great to see. You always get those insurance runs. So it's not a nail biter as we get yeah. into the ninth inning. Uh so couple of observations. Uh so Jason Vossler starts at third base. And again, this is a thing where if you're in person you can see certain things that you couldn't see on TV. So I, I l- let let me take it back about eleven years when Pablo Sandoval was playing third base for us. So 2010, he has that great 2009 season and everyone's expecting him to come back in 2010. He's going to be, you know, just a great player for us. He's going to be the next guy. And he comes back and he's really fat. <laughs> and that's just what he was. Like a lot of people yeah. were hard on him, you know, but he he owned it. He's like, "Look, I yeah, I this is just going to And it's 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 on and off has been a problem for him his whole career." Yep. And so, um, because he was a, a little bit of a target, I would say for fans and media, they would say that you know not only is his hitting down, but his defense is down. And so, I disagreed. And the reason why I disagreed is because I went to games that year. I went to a lot of games that year. And what what happened is, I think the, the Giants' defensive shifts, I think, were cheating. And they weren't necessarily cheating for Pablo, though, obviously, when you gain 35 pounds or whatever he gained, you know, over the summer, um, I mean, over the fall, uh he, he's obviously not going to be as quick on his feet. But what they were doing is they were shading Edgar Renteria because Edgar Renteria right. couldn't get to the baseball as well as he used to. And then, you know, the... Uh, Uribe was playing a lot of third, but sometimes he would play short, and he's not going to have great range at short at that time in his career either. And so I really was like, "Wow!" Like everyone's blaming Pablo, yet he is sacrificing a little bit of range because Edgaria uh, Edgar Renteria can't really go to uh, to his backhand at this point. And so I was like, you know, it it is really like. The TV doesn't, doesn't do it justice. So I uh, got some tickets with my buddy last night. He wanted to sit in the third deck, I'm sure, because it was only like 18 bucks. And I was like, really? Do we have to sit in the third deck? And I was like, you know what? If we're going to sit in the third deck, I'm going to take advantage of it because you can see the entire field. You can see where guys are positioned. You can see uh, shifts. You can see how guys go back on fly balls. So it was it was really great. I'm I'm actually happy we sat up there. We sat well. I mean, we were like in the first row in the third deck. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad.
1: No, the pictures you posted were fantastic. I mean, your view was absolutely beautiful of the entire field. So the uh, the
0: main thing, at least the first thing I saw, is um, Jason Vosser, not really a third baseman. Um, <laughs> I think it was in the first inning. Uh, there was a chop. Someone hit a chop, and he's playing back. It, it was yeah. probably their third hitter or somebody. And the the it chops, and he's slow off off of his uh, you know off of the bat. He's really slow to the ball, and he didn't really have a chance. Like one, once once I saw his break, I was like, ah, he's not getting him no way. Yeah. And then there were other opportun- There were other moments where they would hit it right into the hole between third and short. And I was like, okay, well, we know Crawford <laughs> is still Crawford. Yeah. And he's Crawford by a lar- by a good amount this year. Like he's really himself. And I was like, okay, so it's not his fault. Why is that ball getting through? And it's like, okay, because it's Vossler. And and look, this is what happens. We've talked about this. You're gonna play Flores at third. You're gonna play Vossler at third. Neither of them are Longoria. But right. you take your chances, you shift, you try to put them in the perfect positions so that they can make plays. That is baseball today with yeah. all the with you know with all the multi- Positions that that these guys play, so that was that was the first one, which was okay. Vosler, I'm assuming his best position is probably second. Um, that that's what I would guess because he he didn't have the natural third base instincts that you would normally see.
1: Too close, too close, as opposed to second base where you've got that time to make that decision. So yeah, and so the other thing.
0: All the defensive shifting is so alarming. <laughs> it's too much for me. It's yeah. like, oh my God. Like, and these guys all move at the same time, right? So yeah, yeah. they get the they get the thing from the dugout, they see what the thing is, and then they all move at the same time, almost like in order. Like it's it's this weird thing, but you see it so often. And the one thing that I noticed, and and my buddy who was sitting next to me, he was like man, the, you know, the, the runner on third, I forget who it was with the Giants. He's like, the runner on third is getting a gigantic jump. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because they're shifting against a lefty, so there's <laughs> nobody covering third base. And so it's up to the pitcher to make sure that that guy doesn't get off too far, right? Right. And so, uh, it, you know, because there's nobody backdooring that guy. You know, the catcher's no. not going to come and pump and throw because there's nobody there. And what it made me wonder is how come there aren't more squeeze plays in with that shift. Because if you think about it, there's no third baseman. Third baseman's playing short. Shortstop's behind second base. There's a lot of room. The The, the runner on third can be halfway down the line, and, and no one's checking for him. And it seems like it would be the easiest squeeze play you could possibly have. But I guess the, the, the one thing against it is... The pitcher himself, because it's going to be a left-handed hitter, the pitcher if he sees the guy break he just throws it wide and then the batter can't can't touch it so it's probably unless you disguise it really well it's probably not the
1: best play I wonder I, I would guess that's the reason but I would think it's it's partly that and the art of bunting has also disappeared uh, i I would imagine there are a lot of managers who who know that and see that and don't want to risk giving up that runner from third base. Because if you miss a pitch and you square around a bunny and you miss a pitch, that guy's dead. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, it, It's probably that. And which we're going to talk about later, which may or may not change, but guys throwing fastballs that are 95 to a hundred up and in Mm -hmm. or above the strike zone, that's all it takes is one of those guys aren't, they don't want to square around on something like that because how the hell do you get out of the way of something like that? If you're, if you're squared around and you've got that, that, that bat out and you're ready to lay one down and one comes up and in, you're not getting out of the way of it. So there's probably a lot. I mean, it's just that whole art of bunting has just pretty much disappeared.
0: Yeah. And if you try to bunt what they call, I just learned this today, you know, the, the rising fastball, which doesn't really rise, but it's sort of, the plane of where it is it, it 's a little bit higher than where yeah. the release point is or whatever however they explain it it's called the riding fastball, and yeah. so it is it would be harder to bunt a riding fastball because that thing's going to go straight up in the air right. if you, unless you get like really on top of it so
1: and when you're a pitcher and you're laying down a sacrifice bunt you've got three four opportunities when you're doing a squeeze bunt you've got One opportunity, (laughs) (laughs) and that's it. So, yeah.
0: All right. Another observation. I think I saw the greatest Kurt Casali game of his career. He had three hits. His batting average at the beginning of the game (laughs) was 100 exactly. (laughs) And I turned to my friend and I said, this guy plays one out of every three games. It's not like he's only had ten at bats all season long. Right. He's batting one hundred, and then Casali goes out and gets three hits, and his I think his batting average went to one thirty five or something. Oh, there like you
1: that. go. <laughs> now he's tearing it up.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So the last thing uh, is, so Alex Wood and uh, gosh, I forget who the I forget who the uh, Diamondbacks pitcher was some of the worst yeah. hacks you've ever seen in like I, Alex Wood he swung a couple different times and I thought oh no he hurt himself yeah that's what it looked like it looked like he pulled a muscle swinging the bat and uh the other pitcher was even worse but then he slapped one through i was like oh man <laughs> they were both so bad so you know yeah. we we are National League through and through, but man, if there was an argument for the designated hitter, it was last night uh, watching this game.
1: And Major League Baseball wants more offense. If you want more offense, (laughs) get that stuff off the field. But yeah, again, we'll, we'll talk about that as the season goes on, because I know a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of Giants fans, they do not want to see... The DH are very much against it, but you and I were open to it. And we yeah. we used to consider ourselves purists, yeah. baseball purists. This is how you play the game. There's no, there's no deviation from that. But now we're kind of like, yeah, I don't think I want to see Alex Wood breaking his neck out there and taking hacks. I'd rather him just con- concentrate on pitching, man. All right, and, and we'll and we'll
0: talk about this in a second because we are going to talk yeah, yeah. about the the foreign substances and the spin rate mm-hmm. and all that. And if you're a pitcher and you're not comfortable in the box and the other pitcher's throwing stuff that's moving and he doesn't know where it's going, it's not a comfortable place to be. And you don't want your no. pitcher getting hit accidentally.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So I, I did record the last out of the game. Yeah. So I'll play it for uh, everybody here. You can say, and the reason why I recorded is because it. I wanted to, I wanted folks to feel like, what it's like to be out in the park cuz there was only 10,000 people there so it's not it wasn't like the full house. I don't think they're going to do the full house until they go on the road and then they come back. Right. But, you know, people are standing for that last pitch. They know McGee's got two strikes and, you know, the the crowd is ready to just cheer on on the win. So, let's uh, play that. All right, so my section not as fired up. <laughs> they were just kind of happy to 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 be yeah. leaving.
1: <laughs> people people next to you didn't want to see the handshake line. No, they're like, no, oh, we got to no, get no. to the BART or the yeah. car or something. Like I I, I
0: I turned around and I immediately thought, okay, are we are we high fiving? Like what's the what's the yeah, thing? Like right, are guess, we doing so it? And, and and
1: everyone just like yeah. I was like, yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there anything? Got to ask you because it was a smaller crowd because it was still um you know covid regulations and things like that I know you got into the ballpark pretty quick was there anything going to the game and 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 throughout the entire game that you were disappointed with that you said that you thought this didn't need to be done or or this isn't this isn't necessary anymore or was there anything that just kind of rubbed you the wrong way
0: um not that i can think of That's good. um the parking and now you know my ticket was 20 bucks or something mm-hmm. cuz like I said we're up in the third deck my parking was twice as much as the ticket was <laughs> wow <laughs> so <laughs> i parked specifically in like the the main giants lot because i didn't know if some of my my, my lots that i'm comfortable with around the neighborhood i didn't even know if they were going to be open and i didn't want to yeah. risk like all of a sudden, now I got to worry about parking, and and and, and it, it's hard enough to park there, um, you know, just normally, and and so I didn't want to lose out on an opportunity. I, I didn't yeah. want to have to like go drive a half a mile to then you know park. So that was the thing um, where I didn't. I just didn't know. I you know not to say you know I could have looked online and maybe I just didn't trust it. You know, I didn't know is the communication there enough. They they definitely were sending me multiple emails because I sat in the vaccinate, the vaccinated section and you had to bring your vaccination card. Uh, though they did say after that they would take Photos of your card, hmm. so I didn't actually have to bring the physical card. Um, they would they would take a photo, but they didn't say that. So hmm. when I come in and I have my card and the card doesn't really fit in the wallet, like it's the right. stupidest size card ever. Yeah, uh, and so you know that was a kind of a thing where I was like, uh ah, how do I do this? But you know it was very easy. They give you a little wristband so that you you know so that you're in the uh, in 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 the in the right area. Um, but yeah, you know, that just the, if you're, if you're a fan of like, you know, ever all the food and stuff at that ballpark, not everything was open, obviously, cause you don't not going to open everything for a third of the stadium, you know, being, being, uh, filled. Um, but otherwise it, it felt like a Giants game. It felt like the team, you could sense that, uh, the team, I, I can't, I can't sense if the team knows that they're good. But they played with a certain confidence. Like, Brandon Crawford uh, hit the crap out of that home run. (laughs) He hits another ball, you know, to the track and center. He just looked like he is, like, I don't know, he's kind of, like, accepted the identity that he's, like, the power hitter on the team. Like... Yeah, he it's is. It's kinda of crazy <laughs> to think about that, right? Like he's he's the guy. He's hitting four hole yesterday yeah. for the Giants. And you know, he then he crushes a home run in into left center. So that was nice. And then I have one more nice little thing that I that I posted on our Instagram uh Instagram account so you can follow at Thompson to Clark. There you go. First game back at the yard. Nice. I took that from the um from the parking lot when it, when I was uh when I was leaving. So yeah, a lot of fun. I had a blast yeah. and uh we'll uh, we'll I'll probably get there at least a couple more times this year, I, I'm sure, so.
1: Now, that, that that is awesome. I'm glad you got to go back when you told me that we're going to put off the podcast one day so you could go do that. I was like, "Oh, well, this is perfect." I mean, it's I'd love for you to get to the to the game. Um the fans coming back. Now, today they opened up more of California. I know Disneyland. So my brother in law is in Disneyland with his wife uh, this week. They're in the park yesterday, today, Tuesday, and then tomorrow, Wednesday. Wow! Awesome. So y- yesterday, totally different. Uh, you know, social distance, lines, masks inside. Uh, everything was completely different. They showed up as they were as the park was closing last night. The people were going around, the workers, and were ripping up the things off the the ground (laughs) that was the social distancing. They went in today and said it was completely normal. Everything was back to completely 100% normal at Disneyland. Uh, So so I'm not sure. Like you said, I don't think the ballpark is doing that quite yet. um, You said their road trip. I think their next road trip is two games. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's in Anaheim, but it's over the span of four days. So they've got Monday off next week, then they play Tuesday, Wednesday in Anaheim, Thursday off, come home for Oakland. So yeah, that home series for Oakland, that might be it.
0: That's the game that they were advertising as like the okay. big return of everybody and then fireworks and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And you've got two California fan bases right across the bridge from each other. So it kind of makes sense, you know, kind of like that that, that's a good time to do it for that rivalry. So that that's pretty neat. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, let's talk about um, one specific thing that is related to the Giants, but it is not specifically about the Giants, which is this discussion about illegal substances. Now, when uh, Brad and I were talking about bringing this on as a topic, it was before Major League Baseball announced today that everything's literally prohibited, like you can't have anything other than a rosin bag. On the mound, and um, it's it's. I I wonder what a lot of the pitchers themselves are thinking, because it's almost like, you know, let's say that uh, I I look I I look at all of this. I look at Major League Baseball as like the worst parents of all time. And I look at the players as like their children because they constantly let the kids get away with everything. Right. And then when they get under scrutiny, when the PR is hot and heavy, then Major League Baseball goes, okay, cold turkey. Like you guys did this and now it's cold turkey. And so I wonder how some of these pitchers are are feeling because they've been, you know, pitching, uh, starting pitching is literally about routine, right. like on the day after your start, you do the same thing, two days after you do the same thing, your throwing day is the same time, and, and it's all about your, um, you know, your rhythm and, and and everything. And so for them to cut it down just like they did i really wonder how that affects the pitchers who were maybe utilizing this more than others and i think one of the ways that we could tell not not with 100% accuracy but i think we could gauge that the heavy uh, st- uh sticky substances guys are the ones whose spin rate drops uh, a a decent amount. You know, spin rates are kind of going to be up and down, up and down. It's, it's, It's more about sort of your average spin rate per pitch, I think, is how they look at it. But, you know, there's guys like Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, whose spin rates definitely dropped and... I'm not saying that they are 100% abusers of this stuff or whatever, right. but it's, it's pretty clear that the spin rate was affected once uh, Major League Baseball started to dig into this stuff. There was an article, uh, I think it was yesterday, I sent it to you. It was a Sports Illustrated article about a guy who was uh, a, an assistant, in, a clubhouse assistant in Anaheim. And so last year in 2020, in March, before the season even started, and you remember last year, like, spring training was gung-ho, and then it wasn't, and then they had to, like, stop, and then we didn't get started until the summer. And so in March of last year, he's brought into the office, and they basically just let him go, and they're like, okay, you're fired now, here's our lawyer, and you can talk to him. And so he didn't really understand what it was until he put two and two together. He was the guy who lots of players went to to get his uh you know whatever he made to to for the sticky stuff like he had this recipe that they really liked and he was able to mess with the chemistry for certain players according to this article which the article was very uh believable at least um his name is brian harkins and he had text messages AKA receipts from a lot of players. And so uh, a lot of big time pitchers uh, supposedly he learned it from none other than Troy Percival, which to me says 2002 world series now goes to the giants. Yes. So, <laughs> but like, so I sent you the thing, you know, we've been talking about spin rate. We've been talking about this stuff and, you know, guys like DeGrom, uh, guys like Gossman, I don't think that they were affected uh, with with the uh, you know their spin rate. So I don't know. I just kind of wanted to get your overall thoughts on on all the stuff that was going on with this thing as as we were sort of living it day by day.
1: Well, and I read the article. I kind of stayed away from a lot of this stuff over the past couple of months because um, I wanted it to develop. I didn't want to uh, uh, to read a bunch of stuff and go, oh well, you know. This guy has a brown spot, you know, because a lot of times you see right about here and right under here, especially if you've got the gray under the bill, which a lot of teams don't have anymore. So usually like black and black Mm -hmm. or, or lighter color, but you get right there, you get that nice brown. and, And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm talking about right in the middle of my bill. Uh, of my cap uh, right on the top and right underneath it you'll get this nice brown chalky sticky spot and you'll see it on almost <laughs> almost every pitcher mm-hmm. in the major leagues. So, but but again, what is it? I don't know. I mean, is it dirt? Is it you know you rub the ball enough, you get dirt on your hands, and then you rub your you see them rub their hands in the dirt too, and then touch their cap. So is it that? But then you read this article. It's ESPN. It's Stephanie Epstein and Alex Pruitt wrote this really nice article. Uh, Brian Harkins is the guy from uh, from Anaheim who got fired. It's just it's unfortunate because he's the scapegoat. For something that's been going on for a very, very long time. I mean, we're talking over a hundred years, probably. Gaylord Perry is in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and he's known for this. That's what he. That is exactly what he's known for: is the spitball and whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, so, but, but, but the stuff that he was making was pine tar rosin. And I think he was throwing something else in it to make it kind of uh, even stickier and then getting a, a, just the right mixture of it. And he was putting it in like uh, Coke cans and he was cutting the top <laughs> off of Coke cans and cooking it down and doing all kinds of different stuff. Well, guys are saying, yeah, yeah, that stuff worked. But it's nothing like spider tack. Yeah. I mean, if you want the real stuff, if you want to up your spin rate by like 500 to 600 RPMs, you get spider tack. And there was another article in The Athletic where um, they called this guy about his spider tack stuff because he created it for uh, a a Uh, what are they weightlifters uh you know competitive weightlifters yeah those those like
0: strongman contests that were on like espn at midnight like when we were kids yeah
1: when they didn't show that much baseball (laughs) and stuff it was like you got a baseball game a week but you got strongman and you got what was it the in scotland the guys who throw the uh (laughs) the logs
0: yeah yeah (laughs) a lot of australian rules football back then yeah, too yeah exactly
1: we so you had that type of stuff so that that's what he created it for and then when they, when they called him and said hey did you know about this stuff um, that pitchers are using he goes no no tell me more about how they're using it because i've never heard of this and apparently this this guy who created it he uh, tore his tri or his biceps on both of his arms uh using this uh spider tack stuff one time because he got so stuck to the stone that he was trying to lift he he basically couldn't put it down oh and and so he's he's saying if pitchers are using this it's dangerous i hope they understand it wasn't made for a five or six ounce baseball it was made to lift stones it was made to pull buses and different things like that and now i'm going to throw it out there too because tyler glass now uh came out right before we went on with this and he said he's claiming that he, he has a small tear in his ucl he's claiming that it's because he had to stop using this stuff two weeks ago he said i threw 80 pitches and all of a sudden they told me i have to stop using stuff and now i had to change my delivery and i've torn my my ucl come on man I, I mean <laughs> I, I wonder you know it, it does make you think
0: though does having that good of a grip on the baseball actually tug on your arm and change the muscles and and all that and then when he went back to throwing normally the muscles that you usually use to throw with now they were they were underutilized and he cuz he was yeah. you know cuz of the maybe the grip and, and all that stuff so, yeah it, it's it's fascinating to me yeah the this is about as close as you can get to the steroid era. Right. Um, I, I, I mentioned this last time, but I, when I was a little kid, uh, I, I was reading this book called It Ain't Cheating If You Don't Get Caught. <laughs> yes. and it was a baseball book. So mm-hmm. I knew about all this stuff, and I just assumed, oh, this is all gamesmanship. Like, you, you are, you know, uh, I, I guess to, to one way that you could trick somebody in a game is, you know, it, let, let's say there's a hit and run. Mm-hmm. and the runner on first is running and the hit and run, the ball's actually a fly ball in the air. As a second baseman, I would pretend that it was a ground ball. Yeah. So the guy would keep running to second. I would trick him. They, would, they called it a deke. I would deke mm-hmm. him into thinking it was a, it was a ground ball. So he'd keep running and then we'd catch it. and Then we'd throw it to first and double play that, that is gamesmanship. And I guess there's, you know, the definition of gamesmanship does it stretch into doing something to the baseball because you mentioned Gaylord Perry who's throwing spitters and cuz he's trying to get it to 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 my, move and bite and be heavy and all of these things um when we were kids uh everyone thought Mike Scott was was scuffing the ball yes. to get some sort of movement on it and, and he was w- <laughs> yeah. I mean but his pitch was a, was a split finger fastball yeah. right uh Phil Negro throwing knuckleballs his brother Joe has the na- has the the filing thing and and the, the umpire comes to to do it and he, he's like I don't have it and it th- goes flying so you know we grew up on this stuff and and whether it was gamesmanship or not I just don't know doctoring the baseball how far is that outside of the rules of gamesmanship
1: well it's in the rule book that you're not supposed to use a foreign substance on the ball and that's why i say when tyler glass now says you know i hurt myself because all of a sudden they said i couldn't use stuff they didn't all of a sudden say you couldn't use stuff the rule book has said before you were born (laughs) that you can't use stuff so when you became a pitcher it was it was told to you you can't use stuff but the culture of using stuff through the years has just become huge now i think the biggest problem and and this is where major league baseball has a problem and really has to uh, has to kind of lure it back in now they've got these You know, the super slow-mo cameras, everything else that they're doing, the analytics to get more bite on your curveball, to get more movement on your two seam, to get more uh, miles per hour on your four seamer, that technology that they're using, hey, now they have a full working lab where you could put something on the ball and you get immediate results of what that does to your baseball. Before, it was the eye test. I mean, Gaylord Perry, it was the eye test. He he would put something on it. Throw the ball, see what it did. See what it did. If it moved differently than before, he would say, "Yeah, I think I think that works." Mm-hmm. Now we can tell you right away if that works. And I think that's where, the, with technology built into the game now, I think Major League Baseball is like, okay, we, we've created a gigantic like, uh, you, you know, you know what do you call it? A, uh, you know, Stark Industries. We have this whole, <laughs> you know, Stark Industries of baseball running right now, and we've got we've got these guys figuring things out on the. floor we've got to stop this because it's just going to get worse and worse and worse.
0: Yeah, and this is something we'll probably be talking about uh, for the whole year. What was interesting is in that article, the Sports Illustrated one on Brian Harkins, Giants pitching coach Andrew Bailey was in the piece. He actually commented saying that he purchased some of what Harkins was selling and then he didn't open it or he didn't use it because he said that there was word that they, they were going to, you know, they shouldn't use it or whatever, whatever his excuse was. Right. But, um, I I found it fascinating that he went on record in that, that piece saying, yep, we, I, I bought it. We didn't use it. I have receipts. It's un. you can see it. It's still sealed, still sealed, So that was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, he said uh, he made the exchange with Bubba Harkins in February of 2020. So this was right before uh, spring training had started last year before COVID. Um, And then shortly after, he said, we had our meeting with MLB on 222. And they made it clear their position on foreign substances. I didn't distribute the cans to our pitchers. I have not distributed anything uh, since And he said he still I actually I I believe he took pictures of the clothes or he took the lids off to show that this stuff hadn't been used to say I didn't use it since then. Also, Adam Wainwright, who was named in this article, has also come out and pretty much said, uh, you know, I used it for six or seven starts. I didn't like it. I didn't like having to go to my glove because he said with this type of stuff that Harkins was making. And especially with the uh, spider tech, you have to go to your glove, to your hat, to your wherever you've got it, and apply it before every single pitch. Ooh. Well, like you said earlier, routine, right? Yeah. If if this is not your routine, and all of a sudden you're doing this 80 to 90 times a game, that that's going to throw you off. If you're touching your bill, if you're touching your, your glove 80 to 90 times a game and that's not your routine, that's going to throw you off. So he did it six or seven times. Said I didn't like it. All right.
0: One last thing about this and then we'll move on because we got two more quick topics to uh talk about. We just had a giant cheating scandal with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Does this... Does your disdain for what these pitchers are doing today, does it equal to your disdain from what the Astros were doing?
1: It does to the point where what the Astros were doing has been done for years and years and years, right? Um,
0: they, put, they, they, they use technology to make it better.
1: Exactly. So, th- so if pitchers want to use stuff, right? Uh, like uh, uh, what's his name from Major League? Um, Eddie Harris. Eddie Harris. Hey, well, know, he's wanna... the one who showed us how to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. You put a little Vagisil. You got, <laughs> uh, you know, you got your Crisco, and inside the hat, you got this. You got whatever you the want, ha- right? Jalapeno pepper. <laughs> you jalapeno get the nose pepper, running. Get the nose running. <laughs> yeah, you get a little. You put snot. In so, so that type of stuff, I, I totally fine with it. I don't have a problem with it because it is trying to get a little edge but now you've worked the technology into it where you can go into a lab and say all right this now i'm using SpiderTac. but again spider wasn't created it's it's not like the steroid thing where balco this was engineered for players this mm-hmm. was engineered to do certain things to a baseball player to a football player spider was <laughs> was made for guys to lift stones and then ba- pitchers got a hold of it. Well, okay. They're being creative. All right. I'm fine with that. Be a little creative. But now if you're starting to, to go into a lab and say, okay, this is exactly what it's doing. 527 RPMs on average on my curveball, uh, uh, you know, my fastball on this, on that, then it starts to become a problem. You take the technology out of it. And, and I wouldn't say I don't have a problem with it, But uh, no see, no say, you know, hey, it's just the technology part of it and the Astros technology part of it. Um, Yes, they were banging on garbage cans. That's (laughs) not necessarily technological, but they were using cameras Mm -hmm. and relaying it digitally over the air to get this stuff done. So iPads, (laughs) iPads and different things. So so I say, I mean, if you want to be sneaky about it and be sneaky and not use technology. Eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure it, it's habit. There's probably still corked bats, and there's probably going to be another steroid scandal down the line. There's probably going to be another, and it's probably already being developed mm-hmm. something that's untraceable that's going to help players grow, get bigger, get faster, get stronger. And I'm sure that, and, and I'm sure that's being developed to combat the fact that guys are out there throwing wiffle balls uh, and yeah. basically throwing wiffle balls that start here mm-hmm. and end down here. So, yeah. I'm somehow okay with it. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so a couple of things here. Um, this weekend, the Giants play Philadelphia. Philadelphia mm-hmm. is in San Francisco. All three games, so the, the the they'll have the game tonight, which again, Brad said, you probably have already seen the game, uh, so we won't talk about it. We won't even preview it. But so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against the Diamondbacks. And then they have a three-gamer against the Phillies. All three of those games against the Phillies, you can only watch on the Peacock Network, which is the streaming service uh, by NBC. Now, mm-hmm. if you have Comcast Cable in the Bay Area, or if you have Comcast Cable, I, I'm assuming it's anywhere, uh, you, will, you will get... Peacock. You'll, you'll get some version of Peacock. It may have commercials, whatever it is. Um, I have Peacock because um, all of the uh, the WWE shows are on Peacock. Um, so like the pay-per-views and stuff. So that's why I have it. So I'll be able to watch the Giants games. But our fans who are diehard viewers of NBC Sports Bay Area... Are they going to subscribe to Peacock for this one month on Father's Day weekend to watch their Giants baseball?
1: You know, and I have a I have a a free account. Um, I'm just just hitting it up right now. And it's making me like do this whole profile thing because I wanted to give people kind of an idea. Um,
0: My profile is of uh, Vin Diesel.
1: Oh okay mine's Ron Swanson <laughs> you know cuz Ron Swanson uh, he likes the bourbon and he likes the bacon and that's kind of, kind of how we flow but it is going to be free so for us it's going to be free um but for anybody it's going to be free you just have to create an account now my parents uh my mom's a big Giants fan she has dish network Dish Network is in a dispute with NBC uh, Sports, so they have not had any Giants games all year long because Dish removed uh, NBC uh, Sports Bay Area and California from their lineup. So I'm going to show them how to set themselves up with a free Peacock account, it's not going to go well. Um, technology is a little tough for them when it comes to this type of stuff uh, because you know it's setting up an account, doing all this stuff. So I think I'll just create one for them and say, here it is, log in. You can watch it on your computer. It's no big deal. Um, but for a lot of people who just... I mean, there are a lot of people that honestly don't have computers. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I talked about this over text just briefly. I think it's a way for them to kind of start to leak into the streaming market. Mm-hmm. Um the English Premier League soccer was on Peacock this year. Uh some of the matches were free. A lot of them we be, were behind the $5 a month paywall. Um will this be a way to break in and and not have to go on MLB.TV and have things blacked out. Because if you know, MLB.TV, even here in Reno, Nevada, we are blacked out. If you go down to Las Vegas, Nevada, which is eight hours from us, and that's like a 10 hour drive from the Bay Area, the Giants are also blacked out Mm -hmm. there. Six other teams are blacked out in Las Vegas. The blackout rules are antiquated. They need to go away. If this creates a better way to stream, five bucks a month and you get to watch baseball. You know, I I could be all for it, but there are a lot of people that just don't have that streaming technology. Although I don't know how many people don't have phones that you could just throw the app on and watch it in your house over Wi-Fi. So it could be a good thing.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know that there was a free version of Peacock, which it seems Mm -hmm. like these games will be on is the, right. the free version. But like you said, it is only in the two markets. If you are out of those two yeah. markets, you're going to have to watch in your extra innings or whatever the MLB version of of, of the product is that you have. Um, if that's how you watch, that's how you're going to have to keep watching. So yeah, really interesting. I'm sure uh, they're, they're testing how many extra accounts will be created in those markets yeah. and see if this is a viable means of... Of uh uh you know the Peacock Network or Comcast or whatever if this is a place where where baseball can exist um in a different way I don't know I, I it's you know the the MLB uh what is it called Extra
1: Innings what is it what what is it called the uh so Directv has MLB Extra Innings and I I'm not sure if that's on Dish or not but but again if I had that I would be blacked out from the Giants games they would force me to go to DirecTV or DirecTV's uh, channel of NBC Sports Bay Area to watch that, and then there's MLB.TV, which that's the, is
0: that's the one that we that we have.
1: That's the one that we have, and that's streaming only. So we have that. You and I, we I, I punch that up on the Fire TV all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, especially when I'm working from home, and there's a 9:30 Wednesday game mm-hmm. in the morning, I'll throw whatever game it it is. I'll pop that on and watch it. Um. So so if they can get to more streaming, and and you're right, it it is a little bit of a ploy to say hey, now Peacock has X amount of uh, of uh, customers. We added a bunch this weekend. Philadelphia is a big market. San Francisco is a big market. You're talking two markets that are in the top six in the nation. So that that that's a perfect time to really try to grab those subscribers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I'll, I mean, I'll be able to watch. Uh, it'll be fine with me, but I do wonder how... You know, some folks who are not down with this technology and they just refuse to cross over. They just might be frustrated and just be like, oh, forget it. I'm not watching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, so, again, I'm going to, it'll be a test for me. I'm going to do it for my parents, get them a free account, uh, see if they can punch it up and uh, see how it goes.
0: Okay. So, the last thing is uh, the NBC Sports Bay Area social media. Uh, account put this up the other day. Uh, Actually, I guess NBC uh, S Authentic. Mount Rushmore of Favorite Giants. Now, this was an interesting thing to do because you and I sort of wondered it has to be our lifetime, obviously, because it's Favorite Mm -hmm. Giants. So, our lifetime. And this podcast is named after two (laughs) former players so the way that i looked at this is i i couldn't do a mount rushmore where it was just like my four favorite players i had to do it what's the mount rushmore of the last 40 years since i've been watching this team and who are the four best guys and so that's how i did it because if it was favorite players It would have been Thompson. Thompson would have been up there, um, you know, so uh, but I I did it all on who I thought were the four best players since I've been watching and who are the four best who have been the reasons why, you know, the teams have been good. So that's what I did. Uh, What how did you put together your Mount Rushmore?
1: So, I did it a little different. I went with <clears throat> so b- because it's my mount rushmore i yeah. i I went with the four players that define my fandom um and they're from uh split into two different eras pretty much. A couple of these players played with each other, and a couple of the other players played with each other. Um, I asked you beforehand, I said, does this mean?" Players that are just giants uh you, you know are we talking are we going back to um you know christy Mathewson because he <laughs> he i mean if you talk Mount Rushmore of giants, you have Christy Mathewson and and Willie mays yeah. um and probably willie McCovey you, you know it it would do that, but yeah. I, Willie Mays retired from the New York Mets the year I was born. So, uh, I mean, we know about Willie Mays because he's, I mean, we say the, the greatest baseball player in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got, you know, his, his, his New York Jersey hanging up right here. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, San Francisco Giants eras that we watch. So I went with, you know, these players and, and, and what they meant to my fandom Um. Did I stop what I was doing to watch these guys? Because you know, again, you and I probably watch and listen to 162 games a year, but there are certain times where you stop because there's a certain player that is that is on the mound or at at the plate that we just stop to watch it. Like and when
0: Davey was about to throw that complete game shutout, I was like, "Oh, y- I gotta!"
1: Yeah, you stop, but he doesn't go to the Mount Rushmore because. Unless he throws, you know, I don't know, 25 more of those (laughs) then then maybe he does because you stop to watch him every single time. So that so that's kind of how I did mine.
0: All right. So why don't you unveil
1: your four names? All right. um, And then I'll do mine to end the show. Okay. So I went with my number one, uh, of all time, the guy who was our first superstar and we're, we're going to cross over. I know we're going to cross over. Uh, but, but my number one, uh, you know, our number one superstar from when we were kids, uh, teenagers, Will Clark, Will mm-hmm. Clark has to be up there. Um, you know, when you think about the era of the eighties, nineties giants, you, you just think about Will Clark that that's who is on there. Um, my next guy, you know, I was going back and forth. Am I going to put Bonds on there? Um, <laughs> even though you stopped at every single at-bat to watch Barry Bonds, I didn't put him on my Mount Rushmore, but I did put the Hackman, mm. uh, you know, right, right here. Hackman, Jeffrey Leonard. Uh, back when he was number 20, uh, not the double-odd, but back when he was number 20, uh, and even the double-odd, I stopped every at-bat. Every time he was making a play in left field, um, even though it scared the hell out of me when he'd go running after the ball and you're like, is he going to get this ball? But uh, what he did in the 87 NLCS, getting the NLCS MVP, uh, r- really just kind of uh, brought around his fandom to me. So I had to put him on on Mount Rushmore. Uh, number three on there is Tim Linsicum. Uh, he he ushered in a completely new era of baseball for us Giants fans. Um, he he was the guy when he showed up on the scene. Every start was you know Happy Timmy Day, Happy Lincecum mm-hmm. Day. I mean, it was just it, it was an event. Uh, so he has to go up there. Uh, and can then I give you, post, can I yeah, give you yeah, a, yeah. a
0: little bit of information about? Tim. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Today is oh, his birthday. I,
1: Yes. I was, you know, I have that on my list here too. I forgot about that. Happy birthday, Tim. Lincecum. Happy birthday, Tim. And for that, I got you a spot on my Mount Rushmore, <laughs> <laughs> my San Francisco Giants Mount Rushmore. Yes. Uh, and then my number four is going to be Buster Posey, because without Buster Posey uh, doing what he did, I mean, the guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. So we're talking about, you know, of this list, so we've got four players, fandom, huge fandom for, for me, uh, stopped to watch everything they ever did. But Buster Posey, of this list, he's going to be on the, in the Hall of Fame. Nobody else from this list is going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah, so that's my four.
0: That is a, a very strong list. I um, actually put together a, a, a little bit of a, a graphic here for oh, you. For nice. mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is excellent. <laughs> so I, I split it up. I went,
0: I went two pitchers, two hitters. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, I was fighting my own childhood because as yes. much as I wanted Will... As much as I wanted Robbie, as much as I even would have wanted someone like Kruko, I I just leaned towards the you know our our most recent era of you know legends giants legends you know Bonds I had to put Bonds on there he, he's right. you know one of my favorite players of all time, Lincecum just you know what what are. What am I missing out of my baseball fandom? It is rooting for somebody as hard as I rooted for Lincecum every time. Like when Lincecum was awesome, I felt like, gosh, it's so great to have the best pitcher in baseball on your team. Yes. And then when he started to not be so great, I felt so bad for him. Like almost like he was like a family member or something. Uh, Obviously, we go Buster. I'm not the biggest you know, Buster Posey's my favorite player kind of guy. I like Posey a lot, but I can't take away from what he has meant. And we can even go as far as to this season, right? Like he is the veteran, uh, leader on this team. He doesn't even play every day. Right. And he is the guy who everyone talks about. Everyone looks for looks up to he's, you know, hitting bombs to win games, uh, it's very nice, and it's very fun to watch him play this year. Well, he also
1: he also felt like a veteran player from almost day one, too. He kind of carried that veteran presence like an old guy.
0: Gerald, man. That's Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I had to go with Bumgarner. Like, he is... Uh, un- it's kind of sad to... You know he's he's kind of up and up and down this year. Yeah, he's had some really great starts and he's had some really horrid starts. it's almost like reliving Lincecum again, um, but. Gosh, like just 2014, like you can just circle that year and Madison Bumgarner and it's etched in history. Like even today, when they talk about postseason appearances, they're like, you know, who is there anybody who can be Bumgarner if your team needs, you know, that Kershaw, right? Kershaw is always going to be known as a better overall pitcher when it comes to history, when it comes to statistics, than Bumgarner. But he until last year was chasing the ghost of bumgarner because when it counted that's when bumgarner was at his best and that's when kershaw was at his worst really yeah. so i had to go those those are my four uh unfortunately for the people who are listening on on the audio version only you don't get to see my beautiful <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful graphic
1: i like i like the i, <laughs> I like the mad bum pick because that's how intense he always <laughs> was, but but if you notice on the lid, that's a spring training hat. Yeah, yeah. so he's like geeked up, <laughs> like out of his mind in spring training. Which, which I love. He had awesome.
0: just uh, he he had just uh, got all his horses together and. <laughs>
1: he's getting ready to ride man well you could put that but that's the thing is after the show's been out there for a few days you can you can. yeah we'll throw the graphic on on instagram we'll put it on instagram Uh, (laughs) i'll see if i can i'll I'll go ahead and make one too (laughs) yeah I,
0: i literally searched in uh in google how to create your own mount rushmore
1: because
0: i I did not do it in photoshop i couldn't even do a bad photoshop like that i just had to there's like an app that that did it for me that is great all right so we're looking for uh we're looking for some big wins this week hopefully the giants uh, they they have all home games they got seven of them this week they've already won one we'll see what happens tonight which people already know about we don't know yet yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a good week hopefully and uh, we'll see what happens uh upcoming. This weekend's going to be interesting and we'll we'll see it on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, yeah. unfortunately <laughs> and you refuse, you know, man, hey, hey maybe yeah. KMBR's ratings will be up this this weekend.
1: Yeah, that's true. And if you don't like it and if you're mad at it, Call Major League Baseball and tell yeah. them this is horse pucky. You yeah. don't need this nonsense. Yeah, exactly.
0: And let's on. let's make baseball hard to watch. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Let's gather. Let's try to. How can we get more fans? Hmm. Let's make it difficult to watch. <laughs> there you go. Let's make a three-game series between two top markets really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All
0: job. right. So we're out of here. Uh thanks to Brad. I am double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out.